Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Back, back, back to more of the Dopey Millennials Show. How do real-life millennials respond? That was fire. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Radio 99 The Game and the Odyssey app. It is the Dopey Millennial Show. Caleb Johnson here with you. One final hour of the show before we're going to turn things over to the uh, CBS Sports Network. We're finally getting to the point of the night in the All-Star festivities that I told you guys I was not looking forward to just because I felt like there was only one way that this thing could go for it to be a, a good thing. It appears, it appears that that thing has happened. And you might be saying, Caleb, what on earth are you talking about? Steph Curry versus Sabrina Ionescu. They were doing a three-point challenge. Just those two to, uh, at each other. And they, I saw they brought out a nice WWE belt that they have, you know, put together for this competition. And Dom, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the screen you were watching it. Looked like that final round, Sabrina just absolutely Man. killed Steph. I was say, well, I I don't know if was that the final round or did she go first? I am. I can't I can't tell. I I was saying it's so hard trying to do th- do both. But it is Sabrina, right. she was. It's very clear Sabrina did not come to play. Just for the record, everyone was tied at twenty six earlier in the three point contest. Guess what? Sabrina Ionescu finished with. 26. 26. <laughs> so she would have been good enough to qualify in, in the regular three-point contest. It, it appears that she has won. Um, I feel like based on they are interviewing her uh, and put up her final score of, of 26, I'm, I'm waiting for the belt. Oh, no, no, so okay, Steph's getting so ready to game is not. Ladies first, of course. Okay. All right. Steph, you know what to do. You gotta miss that one, buddy. I was gonna say, who who are who are you? Who are we rooting for? We're rooting for Sabrina, right? Uh, one hundred percent. Yeah, of course. Okay, just That's because. What I thought. <laughs> all right, like for all of you out there listening, like this is one of those. I, I'm not one of those people who um is who, who is a fan. You know, who's trying to push some agenda or anything like that. Um, but like there is the the entertainment value of. People are interested in women's basketball, and they absolutely should be. They have a great product. Um, I think 
they have their lane separate from the NDA's lane. Um, but whenever these things can cross over, as long as we are just having fun with it, I got no issue. Uh, it is when I know that, you know, if Steph had come out here and, and been lights out and dominated Sabrina, then the conversation would be out there. Uh, we'll see, you know, guys are just better at this and this is NBA players versus WNBA and they don't match up and yada, yada, yada. And I just really don't want to hear that conversation uh, because it's old and tiring and why can't we just let people enjoy their lane? Now, I will say... <laughs> Things are not looking good. Uh, yeah, it, 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 Steph clutched it up on the last rack. It, 29 to Sir. 26, it looks like Steph gets the W. Sir, that's not what you were supposed to do. You were supposed to. You said he, should throw, he should throw it? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, now, now all we get out of this is, okay, the obvious, like, the thing that we thought, the Steph. You know, one of the greatest all-time shooters beats Sabrina. Um, well, you know, you know what I will say though about this that I think is good for Steph is it kind of does sully Damian Lillard's three-point championship uh, that he just won the three-point contest yeah. for winning it because like Steph came and dropped twenty-nine and no one else scored over twenty-six. So it's like you only won because I decided to do something else tonight. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that was so. Trey Young makes it to the finals. Uh, against Carl Anthony Towns and Damian Lillard, but ultimately Damian Lillard pulls it out. Uh, what else is going on with the All-Star festivities uh, tonight? The skills challenge that Trey Young was a part of, uh, it appears there was maybe a little, uh, we, we, we stretched the rules of what's allowed and that sort of thing, and the Pacers uh, end up winning the skills challenge with Tyrese Halliburton. So the uh, All-Star weekend is in Indiana. So Tyrese Halliburton, Ben Matherin, and uh, Miles Turner get the win. And that one, three-point contest, goes to Damian Lillard. Steph gets the win and the belt. But, I mean, 26 versus 29. Very respectable for Sabrina Ionescu. Yeah. And now I I will, like, I want to see the reaction to this because I was so strong on there's just nothing positive that can come from this if Sabrina doesn't win just because I think – how negative people will end up turning this. Maybe not. Maybe since we she only loses by three, maybe we turn this into something where we get an NBA player versus a WNBA, play, WNBA player, because I'm immediately thinking Caitlin Clark. So, so that's exactly what I was going to say. It's going to be super cool if like this does become a thing, and it's like we take like one of the best shooters from the NBA and put them up against one of the best shooters in the WNBA. So like one year, like if next year it's Caitlin Clark, I'd I'm absolutely going to gonna watch. Yeah. I would love to see that. Um, I, I feel like I'm soft. I'm softening my view on this whole thing. I just, <laughs> I just really thought that nothing positive was going to come from this. Uh, but obviously, I mean, it, it, it's not because no. it's not because I doubted yeah. Sabrina's abilities. Like I just think Steph's that good of a shooter. Yeah, you know, he's literally I mean, the greatest shooter. of all It's time. one of those <laughs> like so you're putting one of the WNBA's best shooters up against. Potentially one of the greatest shooters of all time, you know, like three point shooters. It's just one of those feels a little mismatched in that scenario. And I just didn't know how we were going to handle it. I'll be very curious to see how social media handles it. But uh, so far, Steph gets the win. And now we will go on to the most, well, what has usually been the most exciting activity. However, it, it might have already happened, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is the dunk contest. Dunk contest tonight. 
is going to uh, um, what we've got Mac McGlung in it, uh, Obi Toppin's little brother, which is very curious to see uh, how uh, Jacob Toppin is going to do in that. Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics, first time we've had an All Star compete in the dunk contest in quite some time, and then Jaime Jaquez Jr. So um, fun All Star weekend. As this this is the highlight. Like the game is going to happen tomorrow. Some people might watch. Um, I don't blame you if you don't want to or if you want to, like, you do you. It is not as bad as the Pro Bowl, but it is also that, not It is not as good is. as the Major League Baseball All-Star Correct. game. Like, it's Correct. just we know how these things go. I think a lot of time, a lot of people have spent a lot of time trying to change things up to make things more interesting. We had the one year, the one year after Kobe died when they changed up the rules and guys were literally out there playing for Kobe. Yep. yep. You're never going to be able to recreate that again unless uh, another legend dies, and we don't want to see that yeah. happen. Yeah. You know? So we understand what the All-Star game is going to be tomorrow, and I feel like we should be fine with it. Enjoy our time. Everybody stay healthy, and we get back for the second half of the season and keep it pushing. Uh, also going on in uh, headlines of this week, man, it's been a strange one to, to see – Obviously, Dom and I, you know, a couple of guys that went to Georgia State. Um, seeing head coach Sean Elliott, a guy who has been with this program for seven seasons, uh, leave to take the tight end coach position at South Carolina. We talked about it earlier in that this new trend, Chip Kelly, Jeff Halfley, leaving that head coaching role to take a coordinating role or in uh, Sean Elliott's, uh, you know, in, in his position, taking a a, a – a, a position coach job, uh, which I am told, I do not know for a fact that he is getting a pay increase by going to the SEC and taking a a position coach job over being the head coach of a uh, of a um, um, not Power Five. Why am I Group of Five? Yeah, Group of Five um, uh, position. That is because there is no upside to that role. You do well and. People pick off your best players. You do poorly, and you get fired. I actually, I saw Bud Elliott um, tweeted out this week that Sean Elliott was like essentially expected to get fired after the end of this season. Hmm. And I thought that was absolutely insane. Wow. I've had some of my friends who are, are diehard, you know, Georgia State Panther fans, right. who have been frustrated at times, especially like going on the five-game losing streak to yeah. end yeah. Uh, the regular season last year. But it's like. We have to put in perspective what's going on here. This is a program that is still very new. That is that is um, like they're out there recruiting in the state of Georgia. Oh yeah, you know we're like the national champions for two years, and exactly. who are going to be right back there and are going to be like Georgia State's a basketball school was was yeah. what it was known for for a very long time. Exactly. Uh, so like they they have an uphill battle in recruiting. So to be able to pull off five bowl games in seven seasons, um, I think Sean had done a really great job, and it's going to be interesting to see who goes on and replaces him. All right, the big news, the big exciting news coming out of Major League Baseball this week has nothing to do with the Braves. It has to do with the fact that Commissioner Rob Manfred has announced he is retiring. However, I wanted to talk about this for the simple fact that, you know, Rob has messed up. A lot of stuff. He has mishandled a lot of stuff. 
He is just not, in my opinion, he has not been a good commissioner for Major League Baseball because they don't have, they're not marketing their stars. They're, they've implemented rules, and I think some of them will work, and some of them have pushed away their core fans. Um, and just, uh, I feel like he's mismanaged a whole lot. He also mismanaged his retirement announcement. You want to know why? Because Rob Manfred, in the year 2024 of our Lord, announced that he's retiring in 2029, five years from now. So, like, are you telling me, like, it feels like it's one of those situations, um, like, he, he's a lame duck commissioner. He's going, I, you're you're thinking about retirement now in five years? There's, as someone who's not even, like, the most ravenous fan of baseball, sure. right? I don't think there's ever been a commissioner I've despised more. Yeah. Like, he is so, like, let me be the commissioner of the MLB, and I swear I can do a better job than him. But, like, this is the same guy who called the trophy that, you're, that you win after the World Series, which, by the way, is called the commissioner's trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, called it, oh, what, you want me to take a piece of metal away? Yeah, a hunk of metal. Yeah. That, that and, and this is actually something that I said to Grant McCauley when I was doing his show, the reason why I think baseball struggles is stuff like this. Because if your commissioner doesn't care about the league, why should fans? I'm just I'm trying to understand. I mean, this man essentially said he like he's not running again for commissioner. Go ahead, go ahead and step down, please. Like, yeah. let's go. You know, like, let, why are we waiting five years? Go it, ahead. Yeah. And, go ahead. I just and, I don't understand why. Like, this was a thing. As much as it excites me to know the future <laughs> right. is near. The future of a world, because I'm I'm with you, Dom. I'm like, you know, some people might look at this and go, well, you never know. They could bring in someone who's worse. I just don't think that person exists. I don't think it can get worse than Seriously, Rob. Like, and honestly, like, if, if it does, then they got bigger problems. Because here's the thing. Like, as the commissioner, like, you don't even have to be, like, a really big guy of the sport, right? But what you have to be is you have to have the mind of CEO because you have to understand that you are the commissioner of this league. So, like, everything that you has to do has to be good for business, mm-hmm. right? Which is one of the reasons, like, while I don't necessarily agree with all of the decisions that Roger Goodell has made for the NFL from a play standpoint and, like, the actual product on the field, Roger Goodell has never missed a step when it comes to making the NFL money. Yeah, you at least respect them. Exactly. Like, yeah, you- I can respect that you, do, that you are good at your job. Rob Manfred isn't doing anything that's good for the sport, but he's, like, from the product on the field-wise, and he's also not doing anything that's good for the MLB money-wise. Yeah, he's also been a part of a team trying to push themselves out of a city and go to another city in which now they don't have a plan. Like, the Oakland A's moving to Vegas, that's, like... not happening. No. Have you ever seen a city say no to a sports franchise? Never. I don't think I've ever seen that. Never. Vegas, of all places, by the way, who's trying to get on that sports market, for them to sit up and say, The mayor we don't want came that out and said, <laughs> It ain't happening. It ain't happening nope, here. Not, not while I'm here. I'm just like, Yeah, what an apt, actual dumpster fire. But we got five years, five more years of this, and then we can get rid of this guy. I just, I don't know. I can't believe it. Um, however, that's what he did. Rob Manfred announced his retirement this week for 2029. All right, when we come back, uh, we, uh, we're we going to give you a, a replay just because it was a really good conversation. Uh, I want you guys to become familiar with Zach Robinson, the new offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. 
And Dukes and Bell sat down with him this week and and had just incredible conversation. I, I thought they covered a lot of good stuff. And uh, I want you guys to hear from that. So I'm going to uh, let you guys listen to Zach Robinson on with the Dukes and Bell coming up next. It is the Doping Millennial Show, Sports Radio 989 The Game and the Odyssey app. We're back with the Dopey Millennial Show. Good, bad. It's going to be like a drama every week. It's going to be awesome. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It is Dukes and Bell, driven by excellence, building successful partnerships, and sitting down with us, our new OC, Zach Robinson. And, uh, Coach, good to have you in here. We were just talking with Jimmy. He's all fired up about getting after your offense already. Oh, Jimmy's got no shot. <laughs> Jimmy's got no shot. He's already scheming. He's already game planning blitzes. I'm like, will you calm down? I mean, we still got a couple months. But love Jimmy. He was actually in the quarterback. I don't know if he told you guys. He was in the quarterback room with us last year in L.A. So, oh, wow. he, he's – you know, incredible defense coordinator, but Jimmy and I got to work really closely last year, uh, which is really cool. So pumped to have Jimmy here. He's the man. We're excited to have you here, passing game coordinator coming over from the Rams. And, you know, we all, listen, whether you know this or not, so we'll fill you in the, the backstory. 
We didn't score enough points, Coach, last year. Okay, yeah. that's, it was that's a fundamental the, problem we had. Not scoring more, <laughs> more more points than our opponent. That's the moral of this. Okay, yeah. so as you come in, you know the the question is, all right, how do we score more points? What are we going to do? And then we see the Rams' offense. Obviously, you had Matthew Stafford, and we know we've got quarterback things we got to address. But the offense was impressive, and I'm just curious. Talk about the philosophy there and how you guys went about it, and what are we going to do here? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, it's. Um, we're on day two of the job, so trying, to, <laughs> right. trying, to, trying to just log into my laptop and make sure I got the right uh, password. But, uh, you know, with Matthew Stafford and the Rams offense, what I've grown up in, you know, under Sean over the last five years, is certainly going to be a ton of carryover from that. Uh, you know, the different ways that we can attack and, and using motions and tempo and, and those types of things, those are fundamental principles that, that will carry over no matter what. Now, exactly how that's going to look like, that's what the collaboration with the, with the coaches that we have. We got a great staff. I'm pumped to to just get going on real football here uh, as soon as we can. Um, but you know, the the at the end of the day, football is about players. It's about the players, and it's about those guys going out on Sunday and cutting it loose. And that's going to be at the forefront of everything we do. And so, being as clear and concise with the plans as we can, uh, so that those guys can cut it loose, enjoy playing the game, uh, have fun playing together, but. You know, certainly a lot of the carryover from the Rams offense, that's what that's what I believe in. I've been there for the last five years. Is it going to look exactly the same? Is it just a copy and paste job? Absolutely not. But uh, excited for the collaboration with, with the entire group and, and working with these guys. We got a awesome staff. I'm pumped uh, just to get going with these guys. But uh, certainly we'll have, shoot, a lot of resemblances of that. Uh, and then that's what's going to be the fun part is, is piecing it all together. It's the offensive coordinator of your Falcons. Zach Robinson is with us here on Dukes and Bell Live in the Ticketmaster Studios here at the branch. Uh, because of the personnel, and again, it's not like you had to overhaul it, but there may be some pieces that fit better what, what you're, you were doing in Los Angeles than what we were doing here this last season. Do you see a little bit of turnover at the wide, wide receiver position, for instance, because you guys do more three wide receiver sets, we more t- uh, tight end oriented a lot. Sure. Yeah, I think those are the things that I'm excited to talk about, you know, and, and – certainly want to have aspects of that because we can loosen some things up and, and get those guys uh, free with Kyle and Drake and, and Bijan. Um, but yeah, you, you of course want to get, you know, some, some other guys involved and those guys that they had last year did a great job. And, and so those are guys that we're certainly looking at as well in terms of re-signing. That's all, all part of the, the process that we have. So, um, you know, exactly is it 12, 11, a mix, you know, you want to be multiple and you want to also, uh, you know, not get too watered down with what we're doing. So there's going to be, um, you know, the pieces are in place, and, and it starts with the, the big fellas. I mean, we got to talk about those guys. It's Jake Matthews and, and uh, Bergeron and Drew Dahlman and Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry. You watch those guys play, and as, as a new guy coming in, knowing that that foundation is set, let's roll. You know, that's that, that you feel great about what Ledford's done with those guys. And so – um, I'm excited to get to work with those guys, piecing together the skill positions. That's going to be a lot of fun, and that's going to be part of the next couple months. Zach, uh, fundamentally, run the ball is the start of this offense, right? I'm looking at last year. Kyron Williams, stud, mm-hmm. had four to, what 1,100 yards, uh, 1,144, 12 touchdowns. This guy's a fifth-round pick, Mike. Right. Running back. We just drafted Bijan. We have Algier. I'm just saying. If we got some dudes. Running the ball, though, <laughs> yeah. is fundamentally the first thing that we want to do. Am I right about this? I think it's it's going to be week to week, whatever we need to win that football game. And you certainly know that 
running the football. Shoot, I played quarterback knowing when we had the run game going, you feel great because everything else kind of follows suit after that. So uh, you got to run the football, like you're saying, 100% each week. It's different. Can't, not just going to jam it up there, if, you know, depending on what the defense is, is presenting. But um, with these backs, Kyron Williams was, like you're saying, absolute stud. And, and what he was able to do from year one to year two, uh, just a great football player. His play energy, those types of things are what you love. Um, but I'm excited about these guys, man. I mean, Tyler Algier just gets the ball where it's supposed to go and just a great runner. And then, you know, the explosiveness with Bijan, um, you know, have seen him play in the Big 12 for, uh, you know, a long time. Went and saw him play. Uh, we had a bye week. I was in Oklahoma State, Texas game in 2022. Every single time he touched the ball, you knew something good was going to happen. He could have probably touched it 40 times that game. And uh, he had about 180 yards of total offense. And that was my first time seeing him live and seeing – that's, that guy's the best player on the field every time he's right. touched the ball. He's probably been like that since he was five years old. And so I'm um, excited to get going with those guys. I love running the football. We're going to run the football, and then we're going to do uh, the compliments that come off of that with the keepers, the play pass, the screens. All those things are going to marry up together, uh, and it's going to be a, a good thing and excited to, to really start piecing it together. It's Falcons OC guy, Zach Robinson, with us. As he mentioned, he was quarterback for Oklahoma State back in the day. Uh, your old boss beat out Calvin Johnson to be the best football player in high school back <laughs> in the right. day at Marist High School. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, we, we're, everyone loves the energy, the voice, the attitude. Uh, yeah. Talk about working for him and, and, and some of the philosophy you're going to apply here. Yeah, no, Sean is – I owe so much to him. He gave my first job as a coach in 2019, um, and – he brings it every single day, and the capacity that he has as a leader, seeing that stuff, and and just the impact that he has on guys, that's 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 things that all I've I've taken away, and uh, we'll continue to learn from. And then you get to the football side of it; he's he's special, and and he's you know the run game, uh, the pass game, you know his defense is in and out, and so being able to be firsthand with Sean, and he's an open book, and he wants to collaborate, and he wants to talk through everything, and so. Um, certainly very fortunate to be around a guy like Sean. And, and uh, he, you know, like I said, he brings it every single day. He brings the most out of, of everybody in that building. And uh, that was always exciting going into work, knowing that he's bringing the juice. You got to bring the juice. And so, uh, you know, like I said, I'm forever grateful to be uh, able to be around Sean because he is, he is one of one and, and a special guy. Talk about relationship building with your quarterback. I know our situation here is unique. Uh, because we're not sure what we're doing. Uh, and I'd love to ask you, but I know you're not going to tell us where, <laughs> well, we where can, we're going with this. Ask him anyway. You know, I, I'd, love to, I'd love to say, Zach, are we drafting a guy or yeah, are we going to go get a guy in free agency? I'd love to say that. And you're just going to go, well, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. So I'm not even going to torture you with that. <laughs> right. But talk about qu- their quarterback and coach relationship because, Zach, I know in covering the league how important this is and building that relationship no matter which way we go, no matter who it's ultimately going to be. And you've seen that firsthand, as you were just talking about. Yeah. How important is that? Oh, it's it's huge. It's everything. It's, like you said, just building that relationship, building that trust. That quarterback room is so special. And having the synergy between the play caller and the quarterback is the most important thing in terms of functioning as an offense on Sunday. So it's going to start with just, shoot, whoever that is, you know, if it is Dez, it Taylor, you know, all these guys, we're, we're looking and we're going through the entire process. Like you said, we're going to keep it close to the vest in terms of what's going on. And, 
you guys are going to find out at some point, and we'll, <laughs> right. we'll all put this thing together. And, and we're just going through the, the, the entire process, looking at our guys first, uh, and then exploring the options after that. But, um, you know, feel great about who else is in that room. TJ Yates, uh, I've known TJ for a long time, going back to the Manning camp in 2008, and uh, feel great about, you know, seeing the, the game through the same set of lens uh, as TJ as we're all working this thing together. Um, and then the other coaches that are going to be involved as well. But you got to build that trust with that guy. Um, and then every day it's a process. I mean, you, you cannot – I mean, it, it sounds cliche, but, like, it's literally a day at a time. Every season's a new season. doesn't matter if it's Matthew Stafford, a rookie. You're, you're going in there, hey, how can we get better today? Boom, next day, next day. Just keep checking the box, and then before you know it, you're playing games. But there's so much – time you know from now till then like looking past like even when i leave you guys what i gotta go do right now it's it's hard to even get past that so <laughs> no but it's like uh, it's we'll, a, we'll it's, there. it is like asking a race car driver what do you think and you don't know what car you're driving yet you know about yeah. the quarterback so that, that will come it's zach robinson with his guys talking about the falcons uh obviously cooper cup's one of the greatest he missed some games this year and then puka nakua comes on like a house of fire who is this guy, i mean man? unreal wow. yeah, yeah. fantasy owners roll scramble to get this dude but oh, Talk about, like, Drake London's super athletic, makes the, makes the difficult catches. The pits thing is always interesting with our audience because expectations are through the roof because he was drafted fourth. He had a Pro Bowl career, a Pro Bowl season to start his career, injuries last year. Do you see him as a guy that can be that just stretch the field, the ultimate weapon, and that hybrid, creating the mismatch I think Falcon fans are expecting? 100%. I'm excited to get going with Kyle. I talked to Kyle about an hour ago, two hours ago, and hearing the energy in his voice, he's excited. He's feeling great. Um, he's pumped to just get to work. I think he's going to come pop by the facility. I know he's, uh, you know, working out and, and he's hanging around here for a little bit. So, uh, I think Kyle's a, a complete tight end and I, I don't think that he gets enough credit for his blocking. Um, you know, he certainly, we know what he can do in the past game, incredibly athletic. Used to love watching him at Florida, seeing the 21 season. Uh, we had a lot of crossover that year. And so seeing that, know the injuries you know came about in 22 and you could tell you know he he's he's getting back to that form and and he's going to come back in the spring fired up and ready to roll but um i think kyle the sky's the limit for him we got kevin coger as a tight end coach i'm really excited for him to work with uh work with kyle and get the best out of him uh he's a great great young coach gonna connect with with kyle in a great way and so um, certainly excited about, about Kyle Pitts and, and what he can do for this offense. Coach, uh, on the outside, this is my opinion. I feel like we need more speed. I, I've talked about taking the top off. Drake will catch anything out there. Kyle underneath. Right. But, like, taking the top off, does that mean in, in your offense, Does that? do you feel like we need to uh, add that element as well? You certainly want speed. Uh, speed mm-hmm. kills in this league. Uh, you want – defenses to feel threatened at all times that you can throw the ball over the top and and until you prove that until you have that guy mm-hmm. the, the field shrinks and so uh like you're saying certainly want to have somebody that can stretch the field uh and do those types of things for you we'll we'll see exactly what that looks like over the next couple months but you're 100 percent right we got to uh, we got to get some guys out there that can roll. All right, I'll try to load up the quarterback question one more time. Okay, uh, all right, your turn. In this league, the first time. <laughs> you, work with, you work with Stafford, and obviously Matthew Stafford, you know, he, he, he won it all, and we know what he's capable. He's got a cannon. Do you feel in, in, in this league, you know, obviously there's obviously the pocket passer. We've got it. You talked about the offensive line, but the dual threat, or at least the ability to pick him up and put him down, because we saw how much how important that was for the teams that advanced into the, into the playoffs this year. Sure. Yeah, it's a it's a great question, and there's uh, you look 
around the league, there's a lot of guys that can move the ball with their legs and they can extend the play and uh, do those types of things. You got to win from the pocket first and foremost, and those guys that are the special ones that can extend extend the play can also win from the pocket as well. And so, um, you know, the pocket passers, the Matthew Staffords, the guys that are out there, uh, you know, those guys are so, you know, it's, it's a lot of the veteran guys now because they've played so much ball and they know exactly where their outlets are and they can feel the pocket closing in and they can they can slide to those soft spots. So um, Matthew's, you know, first ballot hall of famers and and he's an unbelievable player uh knowing that you know those pocket passers are, are hard to find but there's definitely still some out there that that can do it from that uh that position so uh, exactly what that looks like and and shoot we just want the guy that can can move the football like you said right. like you guys said score points and so whatever that looks <laughs> yes, like yes please like yeah, whatever right. whatever that looks like right. uh we're gonna fit around that guy's you know skill set and and uh do everything we can to make sure that these first and foremost he can str- distribute the ball to these playmakers uh and then and then roll so and just you and the coach coach raw and and terry Fontenot, everybody collaboratively working on what the plan is i suppose right but yep okay that's it yeah it's a full process like i said starting with our guys here uh, exploring all the options, uh, working with Terry, working with Ryan Pace, working with Ra, uh, and those guys. Uh, excited to just get that whole thing going, and uh, I know we got a great group of guys, like I said, that have played quarterback, have been around quarterback. So we'll, we'll use the, all the brain power in that building uh, to make the right decision, and uh, you know, go from there. You played for uh, I'm a man, <laughs> Mike Gundy. I'm a man. I'm you 40. Played, I think he's 50 now. Yeah, I know. He's, yeah. he's a little bit older. <laughs> he's older now. And, uh, and you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a horns guy, so we're not gonna have any problems, are we, Coach? We're good. We're I good? have no idea you're a horns guy. I'm about to take the headset off. Oh, tell me, don't you both hate Oklahoma? Is that like, no? This is true. This is true. This is true. This is true. Your enemy's enemy. You and you've got bragging rights. We never beat Texas when I was there, so I can't say a whole lot. But um, yeah, at least you didn't go to OU, I guess. This is true. No, I, <laughs> trust me. And Bassity, we we have issues. So yeah. just so you know, I mean, it's that part of this relationship. It's toxic. Hey, we appreciate you stopping by. I got to tell you, and, and I don't know if it matters to you, but everybody's excited about hearing you. Uh, our listeners are responding and saying, man, you know, I, I want to see what this offense is going to look like. Zach is on point. So thank you, and we look yeah, forward to our, to our conversations, man, down the road and this offseason into the season. Absolutely. No, excited to get going. I mean, there is just – the sky's the limit, and we're we're excited to get this whole thing rolling. Like I said, we got a great staff. I got goosebumps thinking about this thing right now, knowing that we still got two months until the players can show up, which is hard. But uh, we're we're pumped to get going. There's, I know you guys know Raheem, unbelievable leader, ignites the room every single place he goes. Uh, so being able to follow his lead, continue to learn from Ra, uh, and put this entire thing together, uh, we're all excited. There's a lot of juice in that building right now. We're ready to roll. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Getting your weekend sports talk fix here with the Dopey Millennial Show. My ears are bleeding. From Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Radio, 92.9 The Game, and the Odyssey app. It is the Dopey Millennial Show. Caleb Johnson here with you for one final segment. Man, it's been an uh, interesting dunk contest tonight. It's one of those things that, you know, I don't know. I'm always a little iffy every year because you just never know. It's inconsistent year to year whether you're going to get a really impressive dunk contest or whether you get a snooze fest. Because and I tell people this all the time. Like, I never have high expectations for the dunk contest. It just gets harder and harder to get creative year yeah. after year after year. Like, the dunk contest has been going on for a while. Yeah. There's only so many dunks the human body can pull off. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, eventually we're going to run out of stuff. Yeah, and that's why I, I – so a friend of mine texted me while this dunk contest was going on and said – we're still jumping over people in the dunk contest in the year of our Lord 2024. And it was like, what do you want them to do? Like, I don't, I mean, I, I guess there are different creative ways that you can jump over people, but I mean, come on, at some point you just kind of run out of ideas. However, what has clearly been the consensus tonight is that it shouldn't surprise anyone. Mac McGlung probably going to win this thing. He, yeah, won, he, he won last year because he was by far, the most impressive dunker. Like this guy has been doing this since high school. He went over to you know went to Georgetown for a little bit and went what Texas Tech I think after that. That's just what he he's a dunker. Now you see the the jersey he's wearing is for a G League team because the rest of the skill set not quite good enough to be on an NBA roster, but the man can dunk, and that's what we want to see. Although it would be nice to see, you know, more stars in which we got an all-star tonight in Jalen Brown, who in his first dunk pays homage to Dominique Wilkins because Jalen Brown, an Atlanta kid. So I thought that was really cool to see. And shocker, it ends up Mac McGlung versus Jalen Brown in the finals for uh, for the dunk contest. Yeah, I I will give a shout out to uh Obi Toppin's younger brother, Jacob. Jacob actually, he had some some good dunks. He was a good performer. I, I think the main thing is the overall performance. Mm-hmm. You know, like how was everyone? Because like it, I think it's bad when like only one of the guys really has like a good performance, and that kind of has been the case the majority of the time sure. for the past few years. Um, I also think it's a really good idea that. And granted, you can't really control this if you're the NBA, but like I love it when the guy that won last year comes back because mm-hmm. it kind of gives it a sense of like he's trying to you know defending his yeah title. defending his title and stuff like that. So I I think I think this was a good dunk contest tonight. However, I I do agree that the dunk contest has lost its luster. Yeah, it, but it, I just I think I also I understand it's just difficult to keep coming up with new ideas. However. Yeah. We saw one from Mac McGlung tonight that, <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, he did a different version of a reverse windmill dunk. That was impressive. Yeah. My yeah. mouth was just like, oh, okay. That, I was just, he I, did that. You were saying, you were like, it's a 50. Should have been a 50. And apparently two guys thought it was a 49, and so he doesn't get the 50 for it. But uh, I would expect in this final round, Jalen Brown versus Mac McGlung, that you'll end up with Mac winning the dunk contest once again. He's just, that's his thing. He's really good at it. Yeah, he can dunk. He can dunk the ball. <laughs> All right, um, all right, Dom, before we get out of here, uh, let's get into News You Can Lose. Take a look at non-sports-related news with news you can lose on the Dopey Millennial Show. Dom, I know you said earlier you're not, you know, the biggest baseball fan Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing, kind of keeping up and and all of that. However, have you been keeping up what's going on with Steven Strasburg and the Washington Nationals? Ooh, talk to me. So, back last summer... It was heading in a direction where Strasburg once again dealing with injuries. And it was like, well, this is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Steven Strasburg decides he's going to retire. And so the Nationals schedule a retirement ceremony for Steven Strasburg because Strasburg was obviously a guy highly, I mean, just as highly touted a prospect as we've ever seen a pitching prospect be. Mm-hmm. Not quite living up to his potential because of injuries, but in 2019, he gets the and he, I mean they rode that man. I I get that they were there were other talented players, Trey Turner, um, uh, Juan Soto. There were other talented Max Scherzer. There were talented right. players on that Nationals team, but they really relied heavily on uh, Steven Strasburg. In 2019, he delivers. They get their World Series. Right after that World Series, it was time to pay up on Steven Strasburg. So the Nationals give Steven Strasburg a $245 million deal. All right. We follow that up with probably the worst stretch of injuries for Steven Strasburg once again. I think the uh, someone threw out there, I think it's like 31 and a, a third or something like that innings. Mm-hmm. That he pinched after Oof. that World Series for the next you know three years, essentially. Um, it was rough times. Well, I say all that to say when the ceremony, when it came time for the ceremony, they were gonna have it on a Saturday. On the Thursday before the ceremony, the Nationals release a statement saying, We're canceling the retirement ceremony for Steven Strasburg. And they just went on and it was no longer discussed. Because what reporters found out. They were not able to reach a settlement on Steven Strasburg's contract because Strasburg, if he voluntarily retires, he gives up the money. Mm-hmm. However, if he retires because of an injury injury right. related reasons, to yeah. the game, mm-hmm. they owe him all the money. So there was an idea of, well, they're going to work a deal out, but what everyone knew is, MLB contracts are fully guaranteed. They're going to have to pay this man his money. Apparently, the Nationals didn't want to do that, so they pushed this thing down the road. We are now at spring training. Would you like to hear what the manager of uh, of the Washington Nationals had to say about Steven Strasburg? 1,000%, yes. They expect him to show up at spring training. This is the quote. You're a legacy part of this franchise. Be here. Be accessible for young players. 
What a better guy for Kate Cavalli to learn on. Strauss has had the Tommy John surgery, come back from Tommy John, pitch great. How do you rehab from it? How do you prepare? So this guy's got a lot to offer this franchise beyond towing it up on the rubber. The Washington Nationals expect Steven Strasburg to show up to spring training, not to pitch, not to pitch, but to mentor young players because, well, we're paying him his salary, so he has to show up. They are trying to say that by February 24th, the last day that players can report to spring, that Steven Strasburg has to show up to the Washington Nationals facility because Strasburg is still owed more than $100 million of his $245 million contract. The, uh, the whole deal they're dealing with is a player voluntarily forfeits his salary if he retires on his own unless it is a baseball-related injury. What we know that is wrong with Steven Strasburg's elbow and shoulder and arm Baseball-related. Baseball injuries, yes. It is a baseball injury. Uh, they apparently, in this offseason, they sent this to Major League Baseball and the Players Association. They reviewed it, and they told the team and Strasburg, this is on YouTube, to work it out. So we are now in a situation where the Washington Nationals truly believe a guy who has not pitched since... 2022, I believe, is going to come to camp and be a player coach. And now I listened to a, uh, I listened to a clip of a podcast earlier this week um, that was some guys talking about this, and A.J. Perzinski was one of the people who was, was discussing it because he's a guy who, for a short time, played with Steven Strasburg. And he was like, this is a guy... He doesn't talk to people. Right. He's just he's that is not his thing. He's not big personality kind of guy. He's you know has his select friends and he talks to, but he is a to himself kind of person. So the idea that you're just gonna get like a pitching clinic or a how to deal with Tommy John surgery clinic out of a player that they're they're on the record as saying they don't expect him to be able to pitch that he is not ramping up to pitch for them this season, but that they have expectations for him beyond towing it up on the rubber. Uh, it's just, he's this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. He's retired, right? He's, but that's the, so he's not technically retired because... He's not technically, only because they don't want to pay him the money, essentially. Correct, yes. But, like, he's retired. Yes. He's done playing yeah. baseball. Yes. Just... I have so I have so much about this story that I hate. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> and it's, it's all on the Nationals. Like I hate the Washington those, Nationals now. It's one of those like Braves fans. Let's, you know, when when we want to start complaining about fifth row, you know, you know, fifth starter um or you know, who's going to fit on the bench and well, did we upgrade left field enough? At least we're not such an embarrassing franchise that we're trying to force a guy to show up to spring training. And and here's my thing. What type of person do you think he's going to be if he does exactly. show up? You want that around your team? You want a guy who you've literally 
are trying to force. You canceled his retirement yeah. like ceremony. Yeah. You basically said, "Oh yeah, no." Yeah, we're not. Do- Screw you. We're not doing that because we don't want to pay you this hundred million dollars that le- like contractually we are obligated. Like we are correct. Like, supposed to pay you. They're not going to get out of this. They're not. They're not. And that's they, the thing too. Like that. And that's the thing is any type of deal that they worked out would be Steven Strasburg doing them a favor. And why would he do that and now? Why? The, Absolutely not. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of uh, a report that I saw uh, about a week ago, and I was talking to my friend uh, about it because he's a big Denver Broncos fan. And I saw a report that the Denver Broncos were now going to be seeking, trying to work a contract restructuring with Russell Wilson. And I'm like, you all actively sabotaged him this entire past season, and now you think that he's going to do anything to make the burden easier for you all now that he's going to be gone as well? No, you're going to pay him $38 million to play for another team next year, and you're going to sit there and you're not going to be able to do anything about it but except pay it. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like that that whole situation was frustrating because it was like no one forced you to give him that deal. Exactly. And why on earth would you expect him to give any of that money back? It's like Insane. no, you you guys agreed to this. All right, I just thought it was crazy. All right, before we get out of here, I do want to give out a participation trophy. Well, at least you tried. This is a participation trophy on the Dopey Millennial Show. All right, real quick before we get out, the NFL has. The ultimate scapegoat, and his name is Steve Wilkes. I feel so bad for Steve Wilkes. Uh, this guy was given an opportunity to coach the Arizona Cardinals under false pretenses. He was given one season. They were a mess. They knew they were a mess, and yet they still fired him to move on to the hotshot coordinator that absolutely blew up in their face and didn't work. He goes over to the Carolina Panthers, does a really good job with their defense, um, ends up in a situation where he's the interim head coach and they start winning some games. And they go, nah, we're going to go get a retread head coach who we think is going to be better. And they fired that guy midway through the next season. Steve Wilkes then goes to the San Francisco 49ers. Steve Wilkes is an aggressive play caller. That is in his nature. That is what he does. He likes to blitz and blitz a lot. That's his thing. He joined a team in the San Francisco 49ers and Kyle Shanahan being a guy who does not like to be that risky on the defensive side of the ball and tried to scale back Steve Wilkes. It led to some, you know, less than impressive performances at times. However, overall, still very great defense. Still were a top five defense in the league this past year. And, you know, by the way, got to the Super Bowl. Held Patrick Mahomes to three points in the first half. Held him to 19 points in regulation. Yeah, and it's one of those. Ends up losing to potentially the GOAT. Uh, and what do they do this week? They fire Steve Wilkes because of philosophical differences. Um, it's just one of those. This guy, is I, he earns a participation trophy from me because I, I think he is talented at what he does. And for whatever reason, keeps falling into situations where he is the scapegoat, uh, where I'm not saying that he is blameless and that he is perfect, uh, because I don't think anyone is. But it is wild to me how somehow constantly Steve Wilkes keeps getting the short end of the stick in uh, different organizations because they want to somehow blame him for their issues when it ain't it ain't him. I guess it's Steve Wilkes' fault that Kyle Shanahan didn't know uh, about the overtime right? rules. 
Must I guess it's him. Steve Wilkes' fault as to why Kyle Shanahan has blown double-digit leads in three Super Bowls. Must be. But, uh, yeah, so Steve Wilkes, you get a dopey millennial show participation trophy because you absolutely deserve it. Well, uh, the final round of the dunk contest is going on now between Mac McClung and, uh, oh, it just wrapped up. So, as my final parting gift to you all, Mac McClung is a back-to-back NBA All-Star Weekend dunk contest winner as uh, he beats out Jalen Brown. So, kudos. You know what, Mac McClung? Add on a participation trophy along with <laughs> your dunk contest. <laughs> yeah, he gets one too because he, he's an impressive dunker. And uh, oh, and a and a, a hug as well from uh, um, Doctor J. Yeah, from Doctor J. Very nice. All right, for my producer Dom Tarowski, I'm Caleb Johnson. Enjoyed it tonight, guys, and we will be back with you all on Monday from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. See you, bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.